Happy good morning. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Fantastic. So we've gotten so many questions because like two weeks back you were like, if you haven't figured it out yet, Samantha is my daughter. And everybody has commented, I can't figure out if it's because I look like I'm in my 40s or you look like you're in your 20s. It's because I look like I'm in my 20s. Well, I hope that that's the answer because (laughs) I don't want to look like I'm in my 40s. I know. I love it. Everybody's like, are you sure? Are you sure? No, I thought you guys were just sisters. I love it. Yeah. So so everybody who's saying that, I love you so much. Thank you. Keep the compliments. And coming. I'm just going to assume that you mean that she looks like she's in her 20s and I'm not going to be offended. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm not. That's how I'm taking it. I'm, I'm hearing what I want to hear there. I'm, me too. So <laughs> I, we're just going to take it that way. Absolutely. But, so yes, Tracy is my mom. Yes, it's true. It's true. Yes, and I don't look like – and now, like, the jokes of my age is, I mean – Makes more sense. Well, and it's, I mean, more of – like, now that's why we joke about it. Because I look like I'm 20. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm going with this. You're too funny. <laughs> I'm Tracy. I'm Samantha. Welcome to the suspended sentence. What are you bringing me today, girl? Dun, dun, dun. So if you have happened to find yourself on crime TikTok, which I know you have. Yeah, not because I went looking for it, but because it (laughs) found me. You probably have heard about what we are covering today. So we will be talking about the smiley face killer theory. Oh, yes. So this may be an overview because there's like hundreds of cases that they tie to this. Yes. Uh, so like I said, hundreds of mysterious drownings across the United States. Over aren't last- we, aren't we collabing with somebody here soon about this one? Hopefully. Yeah. Yes. After their investigation is done. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a few of those that are going on that we're like in talks with people that they're like, we have to wait till our federal investigations are right. done before we talk to you, but we want to talk to you. Yeah. So this is going to just be a brief overview and then we'll like repin it when that comes to be. Cool. Okay. <laughs> So over the last 20 years, um, there's been college-age men that are believed to be connected to a serial killer that the internet has dubbed as the smiley face killer. Mm-hmm. So police have thought that these are just tragic accidents or is something is it something more sinister? A killer abducting young men and leaving them dead in local waterways. You decide yep. if it's a killer or trust a tragic accident. Right. So in early 1997, a New York police detective named Kevin Hannon is working a missing person case of a 20-year-old named Patrick O'Neill, who has been missing since midnight on November 17th. The police run their normal steps of setting up a timeline of the disappearance of this man's standard procedure. Yep. On the night he vanished, he was out drinking with his buddies, and around midnight, Patrick went to the bathroom to throw up and came back and told his friends that he was going to go ahead and just grab the subway and head home. Now, one of his female friends said that she was going to go with him, but needed to use the restroom first. So he went outside, said that he needed to get some air and start sobering up. So he was just going to wait on the curb for for his friend to get done with the bathroom. Yeah. But nobody went with him. They let him go out by himself. We've said this before. Let's not leave our friends alone when we're out drinking. Seriously. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's keep track of the people. We go with people. We leave with the same people. So when his friend was done in the bathroom, she went out to meet him and he was just gone. So one witness said that they saw Patrick outside, but that he didn't appear to be waiting for anybody and rather he just started walking. And um, they also said that he appeared to be being followed. So it was a man and a woman in a car that was double parked in front of the bar. And when Patrick started walking, they began driving behind him. 
They got a partial plate, but it wasn't enough for them to figure out who it was. Like, this is New York. Right. A partial probably isn't super helpful. Right. Uh, so Patrick's family and friends start searching for him, looking for the rest of February and all of March. Holy crap. On April 17th, Patrick is found floating face up in the East River. This stood out to police because most drowning victims are found face yep. down. Mm-hmm. And Patrick is in the same clothing that he was wearing the night at the bar. An autopsy report comes back that he died from drowning and that his, appear- his body appeared to have been in the water the entire time that he had been missing. But also in this report, it states that his manner of death is undetermined. Interesting. Right? So even though there was marks on his neck that showed that there might have been some sort of binding on his neck, it was still ruled as an accidental drowning. Interesting. Weird, right? Yeah. So this report um, did not show any drugs and said that he was intoxicated and that this was just an accident. But his said his body was said to have been in the water for two months. But the police seemed two months, mm-hmm, February to April. Whoa! Um, the police thought that this seemed to give more questions because the decomp didn't match up with how long he should have been that he had been in the water. For being in the water for fifty days, and I don't like the term of this, but this is like a medical examiner term. His lower body didn't have skin slippage, which Ugh. that term really grosses me out. And it's exactly what it sounds like when you're in water and your body is decomping. You get skin slippage. Your skin becomes loose on your on yeah. your bones. And being in water for that long. He like being have. pruney. Like if you're in the bathtub too long or a hot tub mm-hmm. or something, it gets like pruney. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what skin slippage yeah. is. Yeah. So your skin just gets really loose on, on your mm-hmm. bones and muscles. And for being in the water for 50 days, he should have had significant right. slippage. What time of year was it though? February. Okay, so maybe it was cold, and I'm just trying to think of of reasons here, you know, because cold temperatures could slow the process, alter it, you know. Yeah, well, there was no skin slippage on his lower body. Interesting. So as well as there was fly eggs that had been laid on his crotch area, which is really arguable because it's very, very cold in New York, and the police said that it should have been, his medical examiner said it should have been, way too cold for eggs fly eggs to be living yeah on his body interesting so just some weird little tidbits there so his body was also only 12 miles away from the bar that he was at and in the 50 days that's all that had moved in a moving waterway was 12 miles in 50 days so the police also pointed out that the bar he was at there was it was nowhere near really the river he would have had to climb a fence to get there and so if he was super, super intoxicated that he's drowning. Maybe. Maybe, but probably. Uh, who knows? Fishy. Yeah, who knows? So these are questions that were the police still had, but they closed the case anyway. Huh. Within 15 months, two more young men would disappear and turn up and they'd drown in the East River. On New Year's Eve of 1997, 21-year-old Lawrence Andrews would go missing by 6th Avenue after a night of celebrating with his friends. He would later be found in February of 1998 in the East River in the exact same spot as Patrick. 1998. The year later. Wow. Okay. 12 miles away from the bar he was last seen at. Remember, Patrick yeah. was found 12 yeah. miles away from the bar he was last seen at. Manner of death listed as drowning, but nobody knew how he got there. Huh. 
In May of 1998, another college student, Joshua Bender, vanishes from his dorm room and is discovered May 24th in the Hudson River. Because he was Orthodox Jew, his family requested no autopsy to be performed because it's against their, yeah. their religion. But Josh had no external wounds that would suggest foul, foul play. Um, but it's hard to know for sure without an autopsy if he'd been drugged or yeah. anything like that. So that officer that I first talked about in Patrick's missing person's case, Kevin, he could not let go of Patrick's case. He said something just didn't sit right with him. And mm-hmm. he was like... This is just not adding up to me. And even though he was a missing persons officer, he heard about Lawrence and Josh's cases. And he was like, I'm going to keep an eye on that because that's not sitting right with me. They're all being found in the same general area. Yeah. How many accidental drownings. There's a lot of of, of things that tie them together. Leaving the bar, same age. Mm -hmm. He just couldn't, couldn't let it go. To the point where he transferred in for a transfer from missing persons to homicide in 1999 so that he could have access to the files. Hmm. He just couldn't couldn't drop it. So he retired in 2000, um, 2001 and started to investigate on his own. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yeah. So during, um, while they were looking for these, they found out that it wasn't just New York that was having these mysterious drownings. It was across the United States. Yeah. It was all college-aged, white, well-liked, sporty, and very happy guys. Interesting. The next would be Brian Holzen, a 21-year-old in Chicago, whose mother said that he was the best thing that she ever did, which breaks my heart hearing statements like from moms like that. Yeah. Uh, he was in finance major, and he was not much of a drinker, and that's important. So his body would be found washed up on a beach in Indiana. 30 miles away from the police believed that he had entered the water in Michigan. Oh, wow. So the police ruled this as an accident caused by drinking, which his family was like, he's not much of a drinker. And so on New Year's Eve of 1999, he went out with his best friend, Nick, and his best friend stated he had two drinks all night. That he was not intoxicated. Huh. The only difference is um, Brian started not feeling good. And said that he was going to head to the hotel. He got sick in the car and the doorman at the hotel wouldn't allow Brian to enter because he said he was so intoxicated. Was he drugged? That's what I'm wondering. For two drinks. Yeah. He shouldn't be so drunk that a doorman isn't letting you into a hotel. Right. That's weird to me. So it would be 77 days before anybody would see him again. During those 77 days, Brian's mother um, fought really hard for her son um, to be found. Why didn't the doorman not let him into a room that he paid for? Why didn't he just help him to his room or call an ambulance if he was that intoxicated? Thank you. I thought that. Why would he just turn him out to the streets? That's social responsibility at your best. Say what? Uh, So another really sad thing, like I said, his mom had said that she was the best thing he'd ever done, right? Brian's father had died. He was the best thing that she ever did. Yeah. Did I say that backwards? <laughs> um, she had lost her husband just the year before. Oh, no. I know. When he was found on the beach, he had hardly decomposed in 77 days. He would have had to cross 10 lanes of traffic in order to get to the river to begin with. So if he was, like, so drunk, the police were like, "Yeah, he crossed 10 lanes of heavy traffic, Chicago traffic. Right. 
And police said that he looked like he had only been in the water for maybe a week. Hmm. From the decomp. Like I said, he had only had two drinks at the bar and he had gotten really sick and thrown up. But this is the weird thing. During his autopsy, his alcohol index registered as a 0.84. Huh. So he was legally drunk. Yeah. Which, two drinks. I mean, I guess everybody's body, like... Handle well, and if he wasn't much of a drinker, you know, I don't drink and I you drink not mm-hmm. excessively, but you know, back in my PO days, we actually ran a test on this, right? Yeah. With my breathalyzer machine, and you had we had, I mean, like take a drink, I'll take a drink, and let's blow so that I could see like what my breathalyzing machine did and how that related differently to people with different um what's the word I'm looking for? Um uh you drinking me not drinking like how that registered different i cannot think of the word right there tolerance levels and mine was way high and yours was really low yeah but also so taking into that consideration i do way more than you mm-hmm. so body fat index i know i'm just saying that if he doesn't drink very much and he goes in there i mean what were his two drinks if he was doing you know screwdrivers or something with a high martinis with a Mm -hmm. high alcohol count opposed to you know a corona or something that might i don't know but i mean i know if i drink two drinks i somebody better be looking after me because Mm -hmm. i'm i'm messed up but even after two drinks are you crossing 10 lanes of heavy traffic i don't know because i don't drink but Mm -hmm. when you know in the times that i do i make sure that i'm with somebody that's gonna make sure that i don't do i might do something stupid i don't know i don't know how he could have safely done that though yeah where he wouldn't have gotten hit by a car or without somebody calling and being like yo there's this dude in the middle of the you know yeah i don't know I just thought that was interesting, but there's also like drugs that people can give you oh, that will yeah. make your alcohol context higher. Yeah. So I don't know if he was drugged or or what. There was also this is interesting. No fluid in his lungs while his autopsy was performed. Oh. But his case was listed as a drowning. Interesting. Drowning is water in your lungs. Drowning is exactly that. So this case, though, was closed originally, but reopened again in 2018, but nothing has come from it. Huh. October of 2002, a young man named Chris Jenkins, living in Minneapolis, was out with his friends in a bar at a bar when he was kicked out around midnight and disappeared. His body would be pulled out of the Mississippi River near 3rd Avenue in February of 2003. Holy shit. He was found face up. Face up. Arms crossed over his chest, which to me is so weird because if you're falling into water, your arms, you're not crossing your arms over no. your chest. No matter how drunk you are, your instinct is to In stop front of yourself. you. Yeah, right. So it looked a little staged to me. Once again, classified as an accidental drowning. That same year, a college student in St. Cloud named Josh Diamond vanishes. Same age range, white, out with his friends, and just vanished. Wow. Josh has never been found. Really? Mm-hmm. 21-year-old Scott Raydell was out drinking with his friends on February 1st, 2006, when he vanished. He was drinking um, about a black block and a half away from his river. During the search for him, there was footprints found on the river's ice surrounding the river. And a month later, on March 1st, his body was recovered from the freezing water. Ruled an accidental drowning. Mm-hmm. 
Next would be Luke Hellman, 21-year-old in Wisconsin. He and his parents had spoken about the drown. This is like, this breaks my heart. Him and his parents had spoken about the drownings in the area when he decided he was going to attend to that college. Yeah. And he stated, I don't have to worry about that. I stay away from water. I am scared of water. Right. Like, you don't have to worry about me getting drunk and falling in the river. Mom, I'm scared of water. Right. And so he also said, also, I don't know how people are, like, doing this because how the University of Wisconsin is set up is the bars and the university is on one side of the town and the river's on the other. So he was like, if you hit the water, you're, like, really went the wrong way. Right. And he's like, so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Which breaks my heart because. Yeah. Um, uh. This area had over 20 drownings associated with the smiley face killer. Wisconsin. It was near the Wisconsin University. Jeez. In September of 2006, his body would be found in the water. He was a star basketball player and went out that night that he disappeared to celebrate a big win. He got separated from the group he was with, and three days later, they would found his, find his body in the Mississippi River. He did have defensive wounds, which I thought was interesting. He's the first one that they say he had defensive wounds. But once again, his death was ruled an accidental drowning. Oof. Uh, so a college professor in St. Cloud couldn't shake this case either. We got another person that's like, I just can't stop thinking about this. He had three cases in the Minneapolis area that had all died in the same manner, but were ruled as accidental drownings. And together um, with some of his criminal justice students, they expanded their search to more of the United States, where they would find 22 more cases of accidental drownings of college eight white males. But he also said that all of the victims were five foot eight, about 160 pounds, all great students, and all went to college within 50 miles of Interstate 94. Ugh. He also had statistics out that says 82% of these deaths happened within the first two weeks of a month, and 75% of the dis- disappearances happen when the moon is less than half full. I love statistics. I, I love statistics, but I like, I, and I, I mean, like when we bring in like the moon phases, I'm into Yeah, stuff like but that. correlations like that are important. Less, it's less light, it's mm-hmm. darker, the first travel time, the beginning of months. Right. I think that's interesting. So the St. Cloud police didn't believe that, didn't believe any of his findings. They were like, they're accidental drownings. It's just drunk college students. I think it's weird that all of the men I just listed were about the same height, same There's weight. There's too much, too There's much too linking. Much. Yeah. So back mm-hmm. in New York, back to police officer Kevin, who once again in New York is looking into all this, he gets wind of the college professor in St. Cloud and he just shows up. And he's like, let's collab. Let me see your evidence. Let me show you my evidence. Mm-hmm. And they're like, these are all connected. Yeah. So by 2008, they are convinced this is a serial killer and have identified more than 40. They who? The professor and the police officer. Okay. Have identified more than 40 deaths that fit their profile. And they believe that this is more than one killer communicating through the dark web. Mm. The dark web freaks me out. Now, they did, so how did they get the name Smiley Face Killer? This is something that's interesting, too. Near most of the scenes where the bodies are thought to have entered the water, there is a smiley face that is spray-painted near near that area. 
Oh my gosh. Now, these spray painted smiley faces are not identical. We'll post pictures of them. They all look a little different. Some are like dots with eyes, some are lines with eyes. But they say that this goes with their theory because um, if there's multiple killers, multiple different people doing the spray paint, right? If this mm-hmm. is just their signature right, for their crime ring, that kind of, that would make sense. So the FBI gets wind of all of this and they release this statement. The FBI has reviewed the information about the victims provided by two retired police officers who have dubbed these incidents the smiley face murders and interviewed the individual who provided information to the detectives. To date, we have not developed any evidence to support links between these tragic deaths or any evidence sustaining the theory that these deaths are the work of a serial killer or serial killers. The vast majority of these instances appear to be alcohol-related drownings. The FBI will continue to work with local police in the affected areas to provide more support as requested. But, oh my gosh. There are hundreds. (laughs) Hundreds. Of cases. Now it stretches down to like Austin, Texas. And it's ongoing right now. 100%. So this started, like I said, in the 90s. Yes. But um, Kevin, the detective, said that he got on the dark web and he entered a chat room that he believes is the killer's. But they wouldn't turn on cameras. They wouldn't give any information. They wouldn't, like, any of that. And he was like, they're using the dark web to to do this. I don't understand what the dark web is. The dark web is, like, I don't know how you get into the dark web. But it's, like, pretty much like a Google search for, like, buying drugs, sex trafficking. Yeah, but how is that not tracked? Like, I think it is, but, like, also... I don't know. I don't know. I need to research that because that's. Because, yeah, that's how I know that's like. Because there's. Rings. You can hire hitmen. You can, oh, my like, God. Buy drugs. I mean, I'm going to Google it and the FBI is going to show up at my door, but I'm going to Google it. Mm-hmm. My computer has already started flagging stuff. Did, did I tell you that? No. Yeah. Because all of the stuff that I Google. Oh, really? Why is mine not doing that? I don't know. I, I don't know. And my computer is encrypted because of what I do professionally, uh-huh. you know, and it's still like <laughs> every sure once in a while, like a watch list every sure. once in a while, a flag will come up and I'll get a notification saying pretty much you're being watched. So watch yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's cute. I'm sure we're on like some watch list. Right. Well, and some of the things that I Google is pretty sinister, really. <laughs> Yeah, and I've been looking at crime scene photos the last few weeks. I yeah, they're like, what happened? You know, I think I think the one that the first time it was is I wanted to know it was one of the cases that we worked where their throat had been slit, mm-hmm. and I wanted I wanted to see like a medical opinion on what actually happens when you're you know can you can you talk can you breathe is it like what is that like. And when I Googled, I don't know, what happens when your throat gets slit or something like that. And it was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess that crosses a line. I don't know. <laughs> Let me reword. Let me, yeah, so too late. Whatever federal agent is assigned to watch our search history, like we're really just like doing a podcast. Right. But, <laughs> but this whole idea of the dark web is interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I know it's some weird like download thing, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't. 
Okay, so we broke for a second, not for a second, for a while, because I needed to look into this whole dark web bullshit. Are you ready? I'm ready. Give I'm about me. I'm about to scare you, actually. Well, I know, like, the concept of it, and I just don't know how you, like, Yeah, do you it. know that you participate in it? I participate in it? Yes, you do. How do I participate okay, in it? Okay, here we go. Sure, this okay. is This is what I found out, according to my internet search of the dark web. The sleuthing of the internet. My sleuthing of the internet. Okay, the dark web is part of the internet that isn't indexed by search engines. Okay, you can buy... Credit card numbers, all manner of drugs, guns, counterfeit money, stolen subscription credentials, etc. Okay, so kidneys. Any, you want a kidney? You get them children, out. whatever you want, <clears throat> whatever you want. Okay, okay. You can, um, you can buy usernames, passwords, like anything that you want. You can buy up there. Okay, but there's the deep web and then the dark web, mm. and those are not. They're used interchangeably, but they're two different things. So. The deep web refers to anything on the internet that is not indexed by and therefore accessible via search engines like Google. Okay, so what do, what do, what do I do for a living? Mental health. Mm-hmm. And I write my case notes. I didn't know that she was going to like, I didn't know she was like waiting for me to respond. To I am. <laughs> and I write my case notes in an online database that's encrypted and password protected and Mm -hmm. not everybody can access and not everybody like if you don't have the exact what what whatever you put in the search bar what's that called what URL yeah if you don't have that exact thing typed in just right you can't access it and then it's like three different passwords then two different verification steps right Mm -hmm. that's the deep web oh okay you do billing for it through the state sites, insurance sites, yeah, same thing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Not everybody can access it. Not everybody has. But it's legally there. It's legally there, but the government can't get into it without like a subpoena and whatever. So, so that's what it is. And the dark websites pretty much look like every other website, with with some important differences. You know how. Most websites end in .com or .org or .edu or whatever. Theirs typically end in .onion. And a lot of people don't even know that they're on the dark web. I thought it was like something you had to like download onto your computer. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And it's like a big eBay. But here's what's, here's what's kind of interesting, not interesting, freaky, whatever, about the smiley face killer is there's suspected like up to 335 victims yeah a lot and it's not the cops that are putting it together it's people just regular people that are like there's one guy and i don't want to say that we're talking to him or we're not um who actually has like a computer program where he's pinpointed every and i don't know how they're getting this information but he's pinpointed like every murder that has similarities and he was actually a survivor of a possible attack from this mm. killer because it's got to be more than one person right right well i mean that's i mean the retired cop that i think that's how everybody gets the information is um the retired officer and the retired um professor i mean they've done tons and tons and tons of like reports on this and like victim names and where they were and what they look like and Okay, so I'm going to throw this out there and ask you a question. Okay. 
Do you think that it's copycat killers, like multiple people who are who are doing it in the same manner, or do you think that it's more like a gang initiation? No, I think that it's like a group of killers. I don't think it's a gang. But you don't think it's you don't no. think it's no. I think that I think that there's definitely multiple people because all of their causes of deaths are drowning, but a lot of them don't have water in their lungs. So there's obviously some sort of drug that's being given to them. Well, they they said didn't they that the date rape drug was being no. used or they haven't said that no. or it's just a hypothesis i think but in every research i said it it's gonna it, be interesting there was on how nothing on talks reports how they tie how they because there's no dna there's no evidence there's no nothing mm-hmm. just so freaky so freaky it's wild and how long it takes for people to be found and then they look like they've only been dead like a week but they've been missing for like months right i don't know i've been I've had a few drinks in my day, <laughs> but I'm scared. Like, like that one victim that I was talking about that was like, told, like joking with his mom was like, I will never like drown because I'm terrified of the water. I'm terrified of the water. Right. I'm telling you damn well when I'm drunk, I'm nowhere near the water. <laughs> my fears are like larger when, yeah. you're, when you're like not coherent. I'm not certainly not climbing no damn fences to go for a like nice swim in the freaking <laughs> Chicago winter. Right. I don't know. That doesn't make sense, maybe, man. I don't. Maybe, think, I'm not crossing know. nine lanes of traffic to do that. I. You know. You know. You don't know. Right. Maybe. Maybe you just. I haven't... can pretty ninety nine point nine percent guess that. That's have not you? Happening. Have maybe you shouldn't answer this question. <clears throat> yeah. Never mind. I was gonna say, have you ever done drugs? I'm your mom, so don't answer that question. I mean, what, what kind of drugs? <laughs> because, I mean, if if they're being drugged before, maybe. That's what I'm saying is I'm wondering, there's got to be something that isn't on a normal, like, talk screen right. that's being administered. Right. That's either making, like, that one guy that had two drinks out and had, like, an out-of-control alcohol level. Isn't like even if you're having Long Island iced teas, your alcohol level shouldn't be like that high. So I don't think acid shows up on talk screens. I think you have to actually do a spinal. I think so. So maybe I don't know. It's or whatever wild. that drug is that makes um, like the effects of alcohol like significantly higher that you put in your drink. Right. I don't remember what that's called, but it's like the drops. Okay. In there. Whatever they're doing and however they're doing it, it's terrifying because then you could essentially die from alcohol poisoning and then being thrown in the river so if you're if you are a good looking five foot eight good college student that's doing well in school maybe you should start failing school don't do that (laughs) just don't 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 go out with your buddies and take off by yourself or when somebody is intoxicated around you take care of each other (laughs) <laughs> we're not making this personal. I'm so bad. My husband, like, hates me when we're in new cities because I have a tendency to wander. Yeah. I run a, like, I'm a part of a murder podcast, but I love to just have a couple, like, cocktails and mosey. Just take off. He always finds me. Yeah, you're, oh my God. That's great. New Orleans, I did that. I do that too, though. In New if, Orleans, I did that. If I, Gosh. in New Orleans, that's fantastic. Really nice guy helped me find my hotel. Oh, at least he, oh, Jesus Christ. 
Okay, we're going to end it there. <laughs> I got to go lecture my child. Thanks for joining so learn, us. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, there you go. There you go. You could be the next victim if you're a man. Eek. Eek. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you. <laughs> Stay safe.